Hello, 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 friends. This is Rebecca Conran, your host here of the New Story Podcast, uh, where we discuss all things spirituality, healing, wellness, and of course, astrology. And uh, in the past, if you've been a longtime listener, you know that I have offered weekly podcasts, and we're moving back into that format. Um, because this is a free service that I'm providing, I don't get paid for it. Um, there is about $100 in donations that comes through Patreon, and sometimes uh, friends will offer up some money via Venmo to just help support the availability with the hosting services and stuff like that, which costs money. Um, but ultimately this is a gift that I offer and sometimes I don't offer it <laughs> when I don't want to. And sometimes I'll, I've, you know, for the last year I've been offering it in its, um, seasonal variety, the seasonal energy report. And now it just feels like it's time to move into, um, a weekly dynamic again. So, um, all being well, every Sunday I'll be posting at some point during the day. Um, or at some point during that weekend, um, the week ahead sort of input. Um, you also can always uh, connect to the written energy reports that I write. Um, right now they are uh, for Inside and Out Upstate, which is a um, upstate local community hub. And um, I write the energy report and we as an article for them. And so it is always available to check ahead for the kind of big ticket dates. Um, but yeah, as we move forward, I feel like instead of doing hour long podcasts, it's just going to be more of a 15 to 20 minute check in type thing, a little bit more helpful in retaining the information too, because it tends to be a lot of information that comes out for the entire month. And so today we're going to sort of talk about Sagittarius season in general, because it's going to start this week. And then we're going to talk about um, what's going on this week, November the 20th through the 26th of 2023. So many folks have been feeling that blunt force trauma, sometimes, if you will, of Pluto in its, um, in its final degrees of Capricorn. And this is just a, such a long journey it's been in for the last eight years. And Pluto is the great transformer. Um, and right now it's been transforming these, what we need to release in terms of authority and capitalism and, you know, power and what we serve ultimately, you know, and um, Scorpio is ruled by Pluto. So Scorpio season has been doubly more intense, you know, it's been heavy with its, with this, with this Pluto energy as well. I've definitely felt this Pluto energy deeply. I'm a rising Capricorn. So this Pluto and Capricorn energy is right on my first house. Um, and uh, big changes coming through for me on a personal level. Um, obviously, some of you know that I'm moving to back to the UK where I was originally born and I'm from and have citizenship. Um, and my mom lives there and most of my extended family is, is sort of dotted all over Europe. Um, so big changes big changes around, yeah, 
just the structure of the traditional structure that of authority that we've experienced before and now moving forward into a more humanitarian focused world it's just such a vastly different energy and pluto's going to be in aquarius for 21 years starting on january 20th 2024 we got a little bit of a taste of it earlier this year before it retrograded um Things must change, things will change, and that's certainly not going to stop us from trying to exert whatever control we think we have to prevent meaningful change. Um, why do we do that? Change is hard. It hurts. It rocks the boat. It makes us have to totally undo our psyches to absorb new information and to be different. And so what we're seeing pictured in the world today, just this new truths meeting what people thought was their reality. There's a lot of denial. There's a lot of um, struggle coming through that. And that's really a part of the process, you know, and I don't think we should assume that those deeper truths are not getting absorbed just because it's not manifesting outwardly straight away. I think that more likely than not, most people um, uh, want to be compassionate, want to be loving, want to live with kindness and generosity. And sometimes it takes time for us to wrap our heads around new truths and new ways of being. So, you know, this human race that we're all members of, this species that we are, it's really grasping at survival right now. And it really is dependent on us working together in unity, all of us globally. And to do so, we really need to see the bigger picture that you and I, we're not so different. And we're certainly not so different from our counterparts across the globe. You know, this podcast itself is heard in 190 um, countries. That means that there are people that are enjoying the same space together um, from all over the world who have a similar um, way of um, interpreting information or that they want to interpret information. And I think that's a really heartening thing to tune into. More connects us than doesn't. So when we align our desires for ourselves along with our worldwide human family, then it's going to bring us all more dignity, equality, and peace. Um, and I think we really just need to keep our intentions focused that um, anybody has the capacity to change and grow and evolve in love, period. So even if we're looking at a very messy and chaotic experience right now, um, you know, try to retain that intention for yourself that anyone can change. People are, they're taking in the information, the right action information that does exist, and it's somewhere in there, whether or not they're acting on it yet, I believe that anybody has the capacity to act on it and to behave in a way. To me, right action is where we are working as um, a unit to provide dignity and love and compassion and care for all people. And we're taking responsibility for our own action or inaction that uh, stands in the way of that. Like many, 
I grew up, and I've discussed this many times before, especially in the last podcast too, I grew up being taught that my family's ideology was the truth. We were the chosen people. We were all going to survive Armageddon and live in paradise uh, as righteous people. And those who just didn't share our belief system would suffer God's wrath in the end. So it really was what I have come to understand as a supremacist mindset. I think all supremacist ideology is rooted in the belief that one person is more worthy and valuable in creation to another. And we can separate ourselves through our ethnicity and our culture or our religion. Um, But again, that supremacist ideation really exists in so much of what we're taught. So I remember thinking when I was 13 years old, um, don't all religions believe that they're the true religion? And this is a a 13-year-old who's been absolutely sheltered her whole life, has never had connection to another human being that's not a Jehovah's Witness, because that was the religion I was born in, Um, nor a family member who's not a Jehovah's Witness, nor a book or a TV show or music or anything. A totally sheltered person who still, from some recess within, understands through the logic of the mind, that every religion believes that they're the true religion. And even though prior to this, I had been a real ardent believer, I mean, I was totally brainwashed, I guess, through repetition, um, going to my church three times a week, going out door to door, preaching the Bible, reading my Bible, reading the literature every day. Um, Somehow, uh, I began to see hypocrisy where it didn't make sense to me. And this sort of supremacist ideation of believing that one's religion, ethnic or cultural experience or whatever made them more worthy than anyone else, the cracks began to show. And when I was 16 and I had, I graduated high school and because I did not want to attend the Kingdom Hall anymore, I was um, told by my dad that there was no place at home then, that they'd done everything they needed to do for me, helping me get through high school as a 16 year old. Um, and I was kicked out of the home and I was shamed and shunned by my family and my community. Um, and I was severed from my life as I knew it. And out of necessity from this, I became a child of the world because I was just thrust into the world at that point. And, uh, I was really severed from my roots. And this, yes, traumatic eye-opening also really gave me a huge gift in that it allowed me to also leave behind the traditions of my roots, my ethnicity, my religious upbringing, and my culture so that I could become one with my human family. 
and then by embracing a multitude of traditions, roots, ethnicities, spiritual paths, and cultures, I became a more open and more importantly, compassionate person. It absolutely helped me that my moon and four other natal planets were all in Sagittarius. And I believe that those are the facts <laughs> of my of my experience that um, I was able to transform the persona that I was um, conditioned into um, through the adventure and the courage of seeking a higher truth to the one that I was being offered. And that's really, it so much epitomizes um, Sagittarius season. And so, you know, this whole week is an interesting week, but I'm going to start on the 22nd when the sun enters Sagittarius. So the day before the sun enters Sagittarius, when we have those last degrees of Scorpio, it's a tough energy when we're on the anoretic degree of anything, the 29th degree. So when the, the sun is in Scorpio at the 29th degree, we're going to really feel that powerful Pluto transform, transformation energy. Um, and on this day, Mars in Scorpio is sextile, Pluto in Capricorn. So there's a lot of positive work that can be done through that tension. But yeah, it's really easy to feel like you have no fucking control and feel miserable from that. Because all we want to do is exert control where we can or numb ourselves to not being in control. So, you know, that is a tough vibration, but then we move on Wednesday to the sun entering Sagittarius. It's going to really lighten the mood, really lighten the mood. <clears throat> so ruled by Jupiter, Sagittarius is a natural optimist. It's a natural spiritualist. And the theme of the upcoming season is really expanding our horizons. We're here to see a bigger picture, to search for spiritual truth and higher meaning, and hopefully infuse a little bit of joy too, where we have not felt any lightness. And that doesn't mean frival frivolity or being, or like laughing in the face of like when people are truly suffering or in pain. Um, it just means not, not letting go of the beauty of life too, that, um, is present and that we need to connect in with and feel as a sensation in order to continue creating more of it in our world. We can't just be bogged down by the hurt and the suffering. Um, we also need to infuse that with beauty and joy. Um, so without it being frivolous, um, without it being superficial. Sagittarius needs adventure. It needs to be immersed in other places and cultures and absorb new information it needs to understand spiritual significance, historical context, philosophical meaning. You know, um, I know that there was like this a TikTok trend going around about the Bin Laden letter, open letter to the states. I have no idea what people went around saying about it because I don't follow people on TikTok. Um, I'm sure there was some really salacious and stupid um connection that people were making to a terrorist. 
um, someone who infused a lot of terror and murdered innocent people, which is Bin Laden. It doesn't take away, though, that it is important to understand historical context. It is important to understand what Bin Laden's motivations were, whether they were uh, correct or not. You know, understanding is the key to moving forward in our world. And right now we have this kind of like closed book response to things um, where we have a bias and we say, well, that person's a terrorist, so we're not going to try to understand what that person's motivations were. They're just evil. That's just darkness. But there's not a lot of difference between state-sanctioned terror and the behavior of all countries' governments in the world and um, non-state-sanctioned terror by um, individual groups. And so I think there's so much information to be learned, to be garnered about what's really going on. Of course, when you read Bin Laden's open letter, there's a bunch of supremacist ideation in there too. And there's a bunch of bias and Bin Laden's personal opinion. But then there are also specific facts, historical facts of what has been going on in the world, um, especially to do with the U.S. government, that it it behooves us to just inform ourselves and to at least tune into it without assuming that if we tune into it, it's going to make us believe like someone else. I, I never feel like that. It's, it's not like, it's like saying if you watch a uh, Trump speech, then you'll think like Trump or be like Trump. It's just not true, you know? Um, but it can give us information into the ideology that Trump is carrying, what he's actually uh, communicating to people. You know, um, so I think that, um, you know, Sagittarius, when our when the sun is in Sagittarius, our identity is in Sagittarius. We're here to really we've, we need to really learn, dig deep, explore, understand, study, you know, and not just um, jump to conclusions and, um, you know, that we we need to stay grounded in facts and in details and in reality, but that there's an exploration that needs to be done to fully see a higher perspective. A higher perspective means you have a perspective, I have a perspective, those are subjective to our experiences, and then there's a higher perspective as if I was an eagle looking down upon the entire entirety of the situation and seeing how everything is fitting together, how everything is conflicting with one another, what responsibility lies with the whole unit. Because responsibility does lie with the whole unit. And so Sagittarius is really here to help us to put ourselves in another's shoes, either through reading, through mental adventure, or physically placing ourselves in other experiences. Travel is a big thing that we might be feeling pulled to. It's highlighted now. Embrace life and be willing to learn. Um, hope and faith are also attributed to this buoyant sign. Um, the glass is half full. We're going to overcome difficulty. 
these are some of the ways that we might feel a little bit more heartened. And it's a, it's a needed salve to the um, past few months because it's been very hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, some of the darker sides of Sagittarius, though, you know, um, it does embolden religious zealots. It does embolden people who um, take giant mental leaps without facts. Um, it does embolden people who just want to be right. And I think that's where we have to really bring in that responsibility of, did I do my research? You know, and if someone presents facts to me, am I willing to um, compare those facts to my bias or my opinion and adjust where necessary? Or do I just dig my my heels in and just say, nope, just because? Um, so, you know, this energy is really going to be strengthened with Mars entering Sagittarius on the 24th. And, you know, the 23rd is Thanksgiving Day. And that's, yes, we're we're fresh in sun in Sagittarius, but then it's the last day of Mars in Scorpio. So there, it, it could be a difficult day. Um, there could be anger and aggression on this day with people who are not of a similar mindset to us there's like a clashing going on there's people that want to be in control so bad you know an inflexibility is going to really register um a closedness um and in some ways maybe even a um you know giving up a giving up on the world and and sort of taking the perspective of nothing matters and everything sucks. And, you know, um, I think when we're around people who maybe we are related to or are in our family, but we don't necessarily have anything in common with that, it can be feel really disheartening. So um, just know that the energy does sort of uh, <laughs> support that being disheartened on this day. Um, the sun in... Uh, in Sagittarius is also square Saturn in Pisces. So it feels restrictive. It feels authoritarian in a really like not helpful way. Um, so yeah, you know, be gentle with yourself. And maybe this is a year when a Friendsgiving is more important than a family Thanksgiving. Um, the next day, however, we've got Mars entering Sagittarius on the 24th and you know, Sagittarius season, it's in the element of fire, and we've just really been in the deepest waters. So this Mars transit is really given us some get up and go that we might have felt more procrastination before now. This is going to give us a pep in our step. Um, this is energy that was definitely lacking in Scorpio se season, which felt more like brace yourself. Um, this is the season to say yes to expanding your horizons, but 100% be wary of expanding your waistline too much with this because, and I don't mean that in a way where it's like, course, like eat and be jolly. That's not what I'm saying. Don't worry about putting on a couple pounds. But more so, it's about being wary of overindulgence that leads to physical, um, physically not being clear. clear. So, um, 
when I'm talking about overindulgence, I'm talking about over connection to pleasure seeking things. Maybe that's alcohol, maybe it's food. It's whatever that you overdo that then brings a sense of shame. Um, that is something to be wary of that there's more pleasure seeking that goes on when Mars is in Sagittarius. Um, it's, uh, it's like a way that we sort of think we're getting medicine for our, um, malady, but then the medicine also becomes a poison to us. So we need to know our pleasure limits. Um, and that can be harder with the Jupiter influence with Sagittarius. Um, so that's just something to pay attention to. Be more spontaneous, have more fun. Again, do more lighthearted things. A lighthearted thing to me would be sitting and watching my animals or being in nature, taking a walk in nature. That's something that makes my heart feel lighter. Looking at bodies of water, you know, those kinds of things. Um, that's lighthearted to me. So it doesn't mean go to a comedy show, but it could. Who knows how you will interpret it. But sometimes we do need to be a little bit detached from our sentimentality to create a little bit more optimism in our experience and faith so that we can survive and get through um, and hope for what's, you know, over the horizon. So enjoy the boost of faith in yourself with this Mars in Sagittarius energy. Be a warrior for a higher truth. Express your passion, but don't give up an openness and a willingness to understand. You know, don't seek to debate so that you can prove how right you are. You know, that's not, sometimes we're going to have to really tune into just listening instead of talking during this season. And we're actually going to get a lot more out of it. On Saturday the 25th, we've got Mars square Saturn in Pisces. So, you know, Thanksgiving Day, we had Sun square Saturn in Pisces. Now we've got Mars, our action really being restricted. Um, we may find it really hard to connect with our sense of oneness and our sense of unconditional love and compassion. Um, we may feel more tension um, that we try to heal with substance abuse and stuff like that. Um, not even that we try to heal, that we try to soothe with substance abuse. Um, and especially because the moon is in Taurus, it is a day where we really have to pay attention to the, the pleasure-seeking um, quality that we as humans have. You know, um, even as babies, babies, they, they go towards sweet things more than bitter things because on a whole, in nature, things that are sweet are not as poisonous as things that are bitter. Um, and so part of that in our DNA and our makeup is we are naturally lean in towards things that are sweet and towards things that are pleasurable and give us that sort of, um, that serotonin or endorphin hit. And, um, really what we're looking for is peace and simplicity with the Taurus moon. We're looking for just to chill the fuck out. And um, it's important that we don't 
think and that this false state of being chilled out through substances and stuff like that is the same thing as simply living in peace. It's not. You know, a substance-induced peace is not the same thing as creating that internal peace that um, you deserve within um, through meditation, through um, just clarity with the world and taking good care of yourself and soothing that little child with proper encouragement within. So we want to pay attention to, um, you know, just a little bit of escapism during this uh, time. On Sunday the 26th, um, it's the day before a full moon in Gemini. So again, more of the same of this information. There's a lot of overwhelm going on. The full moon point is a release point and that's going to happen next week. But we want to pay attention on Sunday the 26th that we are just really chilling out, taking the time we need to rest and recuperate. Like, don't try to overload yourself. It's a tough energy around um, around full moons. Try not to, you know, just uh, provide medicine that is going to end up giving you um, a bad night's sleep or the rest, the proper rest and recuperation that you deserve. Um, we want to try to not live with perfection. Of course, it's not like you don't get to enjoy pleasure. Um, it's when that enjoyment of pleasure really becomes, um, a a connection to instant gratification that leads to shame or self-harm over true gratification, truly feeling loved and soothed and cared for in this world. So, you know, you might substitute it with, uh, this is a spa day, this is a bath day, this is a um, just a get more rest, take naps day, this is a lay out on a nice patch of grass day, you know, or spend time with children and play day. Um, something like that is going to, is going to be much more healing in the long run. All right, friends. So that is this weekly energy report for November the 20th to the 26th. It was a little bit longer than, uh, I anticipated. And that's because, uh, I had a lot to discuss about the Sagittarius season. Uh, next week's will probably be shorter and hopefully a little bit, um, better. (laughs) I'm working on it, y'all. I'm working on it, y'all. If you are interested in a private reading with me, you can choose either a recorded reading uh, where you send me your birth chart and I record uh, a reading. You send me your birth details and some questions and I record a reading for you based on the transits ahead and email it to you for you to listen to based on your unique energy. Those are under astrology forecasts on my website, or you can book a one-on-one session with me um, for energy healing, coaching, uh, and ast- or astrology, or an amalgamation of all three. That's all available to you on my website. Otherwise, I will connect with you next week. Sending lots of love. Bye-bye.